Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Didn't push the button. I pushed the button. <laughs> that came in in the middle of my sentence. I pushed the button. All right. There we go. Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. No, no. Where we are super <laughs> unprofessional. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. After Tell what? Me. Four years? Three years? How many years has it's it been? It's going to be four at the end of this year. Wow. We're still super unprofessional yeah. and still have not bought any podcast equipment or anything like that. <laughs> almost, almost 100 subscribers. That's amazing. Yeah, that is. I mean, I didn't I know. I told Tony, maybe after 100 years, we'll have a good amount. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Audra had that many fictitious accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Look at her go. I'm the only one here who's like, thank you, listeners, <laughs> for joining us. All 100 of you, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And that's just according <laughs> to my podcast addict thing. It might be different on different things and iTunes and stuff. We don't do this for the money. We don't do this for the glory. We do it for the love of the game. (laughs) And that's what not enough people are doing right now in all these podcasts and YouTube shows. We're all in it for the money, the big sponsorship money. No, no. Nay, nay. Not the underappreciated movie podcast. We're in it for the love of the game. And you know how you can tell? Because a lot of podcasts will be going and they'll go, well, hold on a second. And they play a song. Okay, so we're back. And I was like, you expecting to put some commercials in later. I see how this goes. Yeah. We don't notice we have no yeah. pauses for commercials. <laughs> we don't edit. We <laughs> sometimes we, do fake commercials. If we promote a product, it's because we like it. Like, like this th- episode sponsored by Wendy's Cookies. Mm. Because who knew Wendy's had cookies when you have a teenage son who works for the company? For over a year and did not tell us they have delicious cookies. <laughs> what the fuck? Speaking of cookies. Which makes me think something's wrong with this cookie. <laughs> Is it your birthday? Wait for it. And so, like, you gotta talk over it or you get sued. <laughs> no, there's a time amount. I think it's like 20, 30 seconds, something like that. I don't know. I think it's like 15. <laughs> now I have a mouthful of cookie. Our 100 listeners are gonna be so upset. Well, I, I did not talk to Taiko Watiti and did not get permission. So. <laughs> Hey, Audra, do you remember when we were kids and we would play Look It? That's what I'm thinking about right now. So anyway, <laughs> each of us has a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction. You know how the game Look It goes? <laughs> you just say, Look you- It. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I have drama and romance. <laughs> I have an urge to kick it a lane right now. <laughs> she chewed up cookie and was like, look it. That's how the game goes. And everybody knows it's seafood, numb nuts. It's, no. You like seafood? You know seafood. And you, and Tony, will no, you proceed on to me? No, no. Sh- yeah, I, I didn't do none of that. So <laughs> normally we pick movies that are underappreciated. Not today. Of our gen- uh, genres, but... We're, we're smack dab in the middle of John's birthday picks. Celebrating <laughs> so John with a month long extravaganza of action and adventure. <laughs> we're uh, down to Carly and Elaine. Carly is up today. Mm-hmm. And I, I like my own movie. I'm Carly. And I like your movie. So see, we can't keep it going with Carly's pick. Maybe. Let's see. What'd you pick, Carly? National Treasure. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. This is totally new information. Tony was on the phone with Will earlier and told him we were doing that. And Will was like, you can't do that movie. It was like a big blockbuster. It made a lot of money. And Tony was like, so it still qualifies. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's also, got a 39 Metacritic. Don't mean to steal Carly's thunder, but 
Also, we know how our podcast works. <laughs> and do we? But Will <laughs> does listen. So, just like, I mean, we've we've shown time and time again that our rules are arbitrary and only followed by us most of the time. Kind of like <laughs> Dracula. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Or when I did Star Trek. But I've also thought of always thought of this as we'll get to that when you ask me that question. I wanted to pick Enemy of the State. And while I think I could have argued that because it was a hit and it got good reviews, but nobody who wasn't watching movies of that genre at that time ever heard of it again. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen that movie like ten times. I've only ever seen it once, I think. Never but I liked it. Favorite <laughs> tertiary object? Jason Lee. I've got to say, I'm pretty sure it was on HBO or Showtime or something when we had one of those pay channels. So I caught, like, I watched it a lot in a short, like, three-month time period. Mm-hmm. But I think I saw it in the theater. <laughs> but never saw it again. <laughs> but anyway, I picked National Treasure from 2004. Well, who's in that? Uh, well, Jim Coff wrote it. Yeah, what else he write? Rush Hour. Good movie. And mm-hmm. the Grimm series, which I... The Brothers Grimm? No familiar with. No, it's like there's more than one Grimm series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, now I have to... That sounds kind of grim. It was directed by John Turtletaub. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, from two of Elaine's movies. Yeah, which really? two? Sorcerer's Apprentice and The Meg. Because <laughs> uh, he directs great movies. I was like, that dude is familiar. <laughs> I've heard that name before. The Sorcerer's Grim, Apprentice. Um, Grimm is a TV Horvath. show. Mm-hmm. Grimm right. is a TV show, just so you know. I know what this is. Um, great, thanks. You're welcome. But we are starting, starting quite a few. Welcome back to the podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. tons. Nicholas Cage, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Gone in 60 Seconds. Diane Kruger, Troy. Mm-hmm. But this two in Sean a row. Sean Bean, two Troy. In row. <laughs> two, two, two in a row. For, so we have two actors with two in a row. That doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time we've ever had two actors with two in a row. The only mm-hmm. actor I wrote down who's not a Welcome Back to the Podcast is Justin Bartha. He plays Riley. He was in uh, the Hangover. Hangover movies. John this Boyd, Welcome Back to the Podcast from Anaconda. Uh-huh. Harvey Keitel, Welcome Bless Back it. to the Podcast from Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. Christopher Plummer, Welcome Back to the Podcast from Nine and Must Love Dogs. Yep. Those are the only people I wrote down. I don't know if there's anybody else you guys want to He mention. was barely in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he was at the top of the list of people who were in it. <laughs> nope. He's going to be a Welcome Back to the Podcast when I do Dragnet. Mm-hmm. Yep. For, so day. for a fourth time because this is his third appearance I know you're all waiting on that oh that'll put him on Tony's uh, radar <laughs> yeah mm. alright our budget estimated at 100 million dollars thank you doctor <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because no it's not yes it is no it's not because if they had taken spoiler alert the 10% it would have been one million dollars and I actually did the Dr. Evil thing to John when I was talk, telling him that because that was in the trivia mm-hmm. yes. um, our worldwide gross was 347.5 million otherwise known as enough to make another <clears throat> yep I really wish they would have made the third one though because they set it up like the, the book of secrets hey you know it was on chapter 40 or page 42 whatever it was I really wonder what the fuck it was and we'll never find out mm-hmm. never say never that's true. But the critics do not like this movie. No. I don't care. Tomato meter 46%. Audience score 76%. See, that's one of those disparities. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, the critics hate it, but yeah, everybody else likes it. 39% Metacritic, 6.9% on IMDb, or 6.9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this went really fast. Uh, my two reviews. The mm-hmm. first one is called 
lots of explosions, but no sparks. This is the bad one. I'm going to go with the One out of ten. The problem with this movie is not that it's completely implausible, though it certainly is that. My suspension of disbelief was fine for the first five minutes. It's <laughs> not very long. The problem with this movie is Nicolas Cage, who has all the charisma, <clears throat> sex appeal, and sly wit of a stuffed eagle. Ooh. I thought that was funny. <laughs> a stuffed eagle. Wow. Wow. So, uh, even so, it might have worked, except the other problem is the detailed, repetitive plot, exposition, which is laborious. Ooh, I lost it. And, uh, I really didn't lose it. <laughs> at best, and tedious at worst. And, mm-hmm. uh, it says it's fun watching the characters work their way up the East Coast or famous landmark to the next, but after a very few minutes, it starts to feel like a children's scavenger hunt. And it doesn't help that instead of emotional sparks between the characters, we get lots of explosions and some really awful dialogue. By the time it was over, I was hoping the ceiling would collapse and everybody involved in this movie would be buried along with the treasure. <laughs> wow, Jeez. why do you hate fun, dude? <laughs> oh, shit. And my second review, oh, that was by Fania, or Fania. <laughs> well, Fania. Someone needs to. Uh, did you get a kick in the fanny before you saw this? Because hates <laughs> movie. But that's a good one. Movieaholic mm-hmm. said, "Treasure indeed." Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten. National Treasure is one I could watch again and again. It has a gripping storyline, fabulous <laughs> characters, and a lovely mix of action, mystery, and suspense. But it was the play on the history of the founding fathers that gave it something new to offer: the traditional action flick. And then this person thinks that Cage is sexy, charming, and lovable. <laughs> well, I think he's charming and lovable. It's alarming, not charming. I do like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but you don't really know which Nicolas Cage you're going to get. Yeah. Nicholas who enjoys the role he's playing or Nicholas who's trying to pay his bills. Because <laughs> you get them both all the time. He mm-hmm. just... Well, he bought a castle. Well, he'll do whatever he wants. I mean, he, he's got to keep working. Yeah. And sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not good. <laughs> and sometimes it's not good, but it's great. Because <laughs> it's so not good. Like Con Air. Hey, look. I Con, Air. Like that Con Air is ridiculous. It's so ridiculously good. Put the bunny down. Your Nicholas Cage and Con Air sounds like Forrest Gump. It did. I did. And so it did when he did it, too. I'm not I'm just saying why couldn't you put the bunny away this is creepy please don't talk to me about this alright well what'd you think going in John well I thought oh no don't make eye contact with me if you're gonna talk like that I always thought this was a discount um, Da Vinci Code because this came out I saw that but I read the book yeah it was bad when did Da Vinci Code the book or the movie the movie Um, 2006 but this came out around the same time that the you know was the whole thing, and it was of the same kind of it's in the same vein, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I've always enjoyed, I always enjoyed, it and I was really looking forward to watching this again. Well, look at that! How about you, Tony? Uh, it's same. I've seen this movie a bunch of times, and I always enjoy it. But I can see where you, you don't want to wear it out. <laughs> yeah, this is not this is not Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Link? The Da Vinci Code came out in 06, and this came out in 04, so this came out... Well, the book may have come out before. Yes, but Mm -hmm. the movie is not as good as the book. Just putting that out there. And I'm... Okay. And I was happy to see this again. I hadn't seen it in a while. (laughs) And there was no whore bath in this, so... 
Every movie should have a horror bath. <laughs> Every movie should have a horror bath. <laughs> Not necessarily a horror taking a bath, but horror bath. <laughs> you know, we're talking about the wizard. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this movie opens with a flashback scene. Dum, dum, dum. Where Ben, our main character, is snooping around his grandpa's attic because he wants to know. And he finds out that his grandfather is a pagan. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that's a different movie. That is Dragnet. <laughs> that's Dragnet, sorry. So his grandpa catching him is like, People okay. against goodness and normalcy. Why did you just pick that movie, you tease? <laughs> I did not pick this, that movie. <laughs> not the Dragnet tease. I'm dragging it out. Uh, anyway, grandpa's like, all right, you want to know? I'll tell you, you're old enough. So he's like, picture it. 1832. <laughs> Like, holy shit, it's like a mayor. Charles Carroll, the last surviving signer of the Declaration of Independence and member of the Secret Society, the Masons, was dying. He goes to the White House because it's urgent that he talk to Andrew Jackson. But he wasn't home. Since he couldn't talk to the president, he shared his secret with the only other person there that he trusted, his coachman, Thomas Gates. Ben's great, 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 great grandfather. <laughs> Grandpa says, my grandfather's grandfather. It's not quite as clunky. He told him of a great treasure, the finest world's treasure that's been passed from one kingdom to the next as they conquered each other. Um, Too great for any one man or even a king. It had gone missing. It was found and protected by the Knights Templar. And then it was smuggled to the United States before the Revolutionary War. And uh, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, and Paul Revere were all Freemasons. In order to ensure the treasure never got into the hands of the British, they made a series of clues and maps, and they each had a clue. John. (laughs) So he says clearly that Paul Revere was a member of the Masons. But we know that Paul Revere was not the one that made that famous ride. That was, in fact, one Israel Bissell. (laughs) Do you suspect Paul Revere did ride, but he went from Boston to Cambridge. But do you think that Israel Bissell was also a Mason? Yes. All right, just checking. Also, I could see why they would have moved the treasure from the Knights Templar because, well, King Louis of France decided I need money. They Ooh. have a lot of it. Kill all them motherfuckers. And they never <laughs> did find the, the Knights Templar's treasure. Well, there's know. no proof they ever had a treasure. Right, there's also that. <laughs> or that they had mummies. <laughs> exactly. And we all know that the only treasure they had was the actual Holy Grail, which they then hid in the desert. And the, and the knife with the ruby on the end of it. Like in the mummy, right? Remember the nice had the, everybody see that movie? <laughs> <laughs> nope, right. blocked it out. No. So, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not good. I didn't say it was good. I said it's not bad. You you're know, both, but there's you're some, both right. <laughs> if you want to watch a movie, <laughs> if you want to watch a movie about a mummy, though, I recommend Brendan Fraser. <laughs> no, Elaine said. Really you know, she, Elaine said if the mummy's on, she'll watch it. But we have yet to see the mummy again. <laughs> it's never on. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> We don't have TV. Then. I'm gonna put it on and just walk away. We don't really have cable, so we would have to turn it. You're right. If anything you want to, nowadays, anything you want to watch, we have to you know to put it on. Well, look for plenty it. of people still have TV. We don't regular ha- we don't or regular cable. We don't we have, have regular cable. Free channels and there are movie channels, but we don't. Really the only free channel that I have that ever shows anything has the American Gladiators Network, <laughs> and I watch that sometimes. Yes, I will come home and I'll be like, "What are you watching? American <laughs> Gladiators?" It's like some 1990s American. Look at the hair on this dude. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do like for. Forensic Files and Mystery Science Theater. About it. Every time we, we did Wipeout for a while. No, we did Wipeout for a while, but after <laughs> eighty episodes of that, you're like, I can't spend we my life on this anymore. We couldn't even make it through one episode of The Floor Is Lava. Oh no, I, I never tried. 
evidently that was like the huge thing at Netflix. I'm like, well, the people who are judging Netflix must be idiots. <laughs> I don't know. They all like the Tiger King. Them. Exactly. All right. So they, they all had like a clue, but none of them knew everything because that was too dangerous. So Charles Carroll's clue was that the secret lies with Charlotte. And that's the secret that he gave to Thomas Gates. And, uh, and Ben's like, Carolina. who's Charlotte? And he's like, Mr. Carroll didn't even know that. <laughs> well, we don't know if Mr. Carroll knew that. And we don't know. That might just be the only clue they knew. Mm. <laughs> or they could have knew all the clues, just not this guy. Maybe they didn't like him. Mr. Carroll could have been a shady motherfucker. And they're like, all right, we'll tell him this one thing, but nothing else. <laughs> well, maybe they knew that they needed the Mirashawn pipe in order to find the treasure. So if they didn't find the lost Charlotte, none of the other clues made any sense. Because you couldn't get in there. That's true. Well, I mean, without even like a pickaxe. <laughs> even if you found the Declaration of Independence and figured out there was a map on the back and figured out you needed the letters, you still wouldn't have been able to get to the treasure. <laughs> Unless you had a pickaxe. Sledgehammer. Yeah, that's true. You'd get right in no problem. <laughs> when did they invent the sledgehammer? I'm going to say probably it was like the Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been before that. <laughs> but the Freemasons left clues like the symbols on the money all over the place and people just have to find them and figure them out. Now that's a big thing. Are the Freemasons, did they put clues on our money? There's weird stuff on our money. It does say the New World Order on your money. Mm-hmm. Floating pyramid. But Ben's dad comes in eye. and he's like, not this bullshit again. <laughs> you ever spend some time with the History Channel you know these things. But he says... Conspiracy theories? Which they can't prove, <laughs> or they wouldn't be theories, they would be historical facts. Well, ancient astronaut theorists believe. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because most people still believe that Paul Revere... Believe? Believe, that's right. It's a word that I invented. If you, you watch the History people, Channel, you know about People believe that Christopher Columbus found our country. We still celebrate his stupid day every year for no fucking reason. Well, <laughs> he was, was really, never here! <laughs> Actually, that was he really found about our, European expansion. <laughs> we celebrate him because he found the continent and opened nah, trade routes with the... He found Europe. the Caribbean. He found <laughs> the continent, the Caribbean, which is part of the continent, mm-hmm. and he opened trade routes with Europe, which then in turn European, colonizes... European expansion, like I said. But most people right. still believe that Paul Revere made that ride, and that's not even close to true. I know. He just had a cooler name. It rhymed better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we... What did he say? Let me whistle up a... Come on, kitties, because daddy's going to whistle and tell you a story about Israel Bissell. I'm saying. All right. So anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) Carly's like, whatever. (laughs) Ben's dad is like, this is six generations of fools looking for fool's gold. It's time to go. Say bye to your grandpa. And Ben's like, are we knights? And his grandpa knights him. Would you like to be? And then cut. His grandpa didn't have the power to knight him. That's bullshit. But that's something that you would do with a little kid, with your grandkid. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm with Carly on this. What Tony Stark did to Spider-Man. If Timmy asked my dad to knight him, my dad would fake knight him. (laughs) Does it really matter what does being a knight actually mean? But he might think he's a knight his whole life because his grandfather knighted him. His grandfather didn't have the power to do that. What makes a knight a knight? You gotta have be knighted by. by your lord or lady or queen. okay. And what makes them so fucking special? Someone else decided they were special. You know what? I decided that what was his name? Something Gates. You He's know, a special you know. guy, and he can knight mm-hmm. people. <laughs> because you know what makes somebody a king? I say I'm a king, and all you believe it. That's all. Murder. We would not believe you. Yeah, usually murder. Armies. <laughs> Lots of murder. We would not believe you. Lots of murder. All right. So Ben's all grown up, and he has found. He thinks the Charlotte. It's not a person or a place. It's a ship. And it's a ship that has capsized and ended up embedded in the ice north of the Arctic Circle. Like you do. 
Mm-hmm. So he, we learned that his treasure hunting adventure is funded by Ian Howe. The great Sean Bean. And so they have with a With blonde hair. I know. <laughs> Did they dye his hair for this? The hair was he killing looks Tony in terrible. this movie. Sean Bean's I was like, why is Rod Stewart dad. helping? <laughs> what if that's his real hair color? That is not his no, real hair color. Not. Uh, it might be. He's, he, uh, no, he's a ginger. I've seen him in too many movies with brown hair. Or reddish hair. He's a ginger from a long time ago. And then we were spending a lot of time outside, and the sun naturally <laughs> He took up surfing. <laughs> Did you just put that in the trash? You don't have to crinkle it up. Maybe he was trying to find the endless summer by, you know, 50-year storm. Uh, Whoa! Robin Banks. Yeah. So there's a team of Ian's people who are helping them, and then it's Ben who, and Who might Riley. as well all be wearing red shirts, just saying. <laughs> no, they should, by their tactical gear, you should instantly know they're bad people. How did Benjamin Franklin Gates not know that Ian was a bad guy? I don't know. At some point, I think hey, he was look, so Ian guy. for funding you that... You don't always know that someone's a bad guy. Remember in Street Fighter, he's like, General Bison's a bad guy? He didn't know. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't know. Yeah, but uh, Benjamin... Franklin Gates is a lot smarter <laughs> than <over>. the idiot. <laughs> you do not call Zangief an idiot. Zangief is an idiot. Whoa! Hot take. <laughs> Come at me, internet, if Zangief is fucking a missing scientist. No, that was Dawson. So, they find the ship. It is here. It's not even that far under the ice. It's pretty easy to <laughs> yeah, get Yeah, it's to. actually pretty, it's pretty shallow. Uh. <laughs> it's like, where is it? Right there. <laughs> I could see it. Surprised you couldn't see it, yeah. <laughs> I think I tripped on it. Kicked a little snow out of the way and he could read Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff in that's this movie. Amazing. A lot of stuff in this movie is like, well, that's amazing. He's yes. like, and he gets right to it. He's like, let me sit down and think about this. It's in Boston. Yeah. It's like, what? Mm. So they go in the cargo hold, and they just find a lot of barrels of gunpowder. And they're just like, it's just gunpowder. They're like pouring it out. There's nothing else in here. It's just gunpowder. I'm like, yeah, you know what you don't do? Pour Pour out gunpowder. And then Ben sees one barrel that was guarded by the captain. And he's like, why would the captain guard this barrel? And why would the captain stuff this precious item in a bunch of gunpowder? (laughs) Because know how you don't save something? You put it in gunpowder. gunpowder? (laughs) Well... Because one little spark and, well, there it is. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to make sure it was just secret didn't get out. <laughs> That's one way. Yeah. So he finds inside this barrel of gunpowder, there is a wrapped up wooden box with like gold stuff embedded in the top, like glass cased. And inside is a pipe. It's a very nice pipe. It's a very nice pipe. <laughs> they don't make pipes like this. Billion dollar pipe? Probably worth really? quite a bit. Trillion dollar point? It, it's probably worth quite a bit. Probably not that much. It could be authenticated. I'm sure you could get some dollar dollar bills. Especially if they still have that case. Yeah. But they don't. <laughs> they also don't have the boat. <laughs> Where's the boat? Uh, it's over there. It's way over there. It's way over there. So I wonder what that pipe is made of. Ivory? It looked like ivory. I would guess ivory. It looked like ivory, but is Boom. it ivory? I don't mm. know. Yeah, it's probably ivory because back then that was cool to do that kind of thing. Not like now. You shouldn't be taking the, the ivory off of a noble animal like that. Yeah, but it's not like America had a lot of ivory. Could have been whale, whale bone, though. Could have been whale bone. <laughs> Good call. So, uh, also, you shouldn't be doing that So either. they're like, <laughs> where's the treasure, Unless dude? you're an Inuit, and that is how you feed your village. Nope. The noble, yep. the noble whale deserves to live. Unless you're you feeding your village. Four. All right. 
So <laughs> <laughs> there are still whales. We don't need to worry about an alien invasion he's yet. Like, he's because like because they went so back in time and saved them. Go, so Carly, this go. is not the treasure. It's a clue. It's it's another clue. I told you the treasure might be here, but it might not. This might be a clue. So he cuts his finger so he can put blood on the scroll and roll it. And Which upsets it. me. Why yeah. do people always cut their hands and fingers in movies? Because blood makes it a very efficient ink and no, a pinch. No, no, I get that. Why your hands? Because you open and close your hands, you're touching shit, blood's gotten everywhere. So he's like, where, why would not, you, where, where would you, where would you, go, why not your arm? On my, your on my calf? Right on top of your arm would be place great. place that isn't going to open, open the wound back up every time I, people always do this whole you know, pull on their palm thing, and I'm like, dude, that's never going to heal. <laughs> No, no, it me. It looks cool on TV. Yeah, I guess it does look on TV. But I, I have more respect for my hands, I guess. <laughs> or, or they could have just pulled a pen out of their pocket. Well, I'm going to use some ink. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. we're not savages. <laughs> Most people don't carry pens around in their pockets. Who doesn't carry a pen? Most I, people. I don't. You should. <laughs> Tony always has a pencil behind his ear. Is there a but pen always. in your pocket right now? I'm not, I'm that, that. No. no, there's but, not. So why are you acting like you always have a pen? Because you I, only I always have a pen at work. <laughs> And I'm usually either a worker at home, and at home there's pens everywhere. Like, Wait. There's thrice behind you. <laughs> Look, I Is also there not have thrice a pen. Behind you? I have a pen at work too, but okay. if I'm traipsing the, above the Arctic th- Circle, I might not have a pen. Also, does increase. It does, but. It might be too cold I for your pen to work unless you have an astronaut pen. Because those were even in the cold depths of well, space. Well, you know what? That's why they, where should, no one can they should bring scream, somebody there with is some, no air. They should bring some lipstick. <laughs> if you had been there, they'd have had some lipstick. That's true. They would have had lipstick. That is true. And it would have worked. And it would have worked. And it's vegan. So anyway. It's not vegan. I hate vegan makeup. Vegan makeup <laughs> is bullshit. Hot take. That is uh, a hot take. I might get some hate from that. I'm not, a good, I'm not on the vegan makeup train. So he uses the blood, he rolls it out, and the clue says, The legend writ, the stain affected, the key in silence undetected. 55 in iron pen, Mr. Matlock can't offend. And they realize it's a riddle. And then they figure out the riddle. <laughs> yeah, so then, yeah. then sits down and goes, And I'm like, aren't you got freezing? It. Get yeah. the fuck away! <laughs> you guys remember the old, like, Winnie the, like, Winnie the Pooh cartoons when Pooh would be like, think. Think. <laughs> That's what that was like. It was like watching Winnie the Pooh go, think, yeah. think, think. Oh. Or bad, so, bad, Batman cartoon episode. They figure well, out, because the it says there's a legend and a key that this is talking about a map. A map that's invisible. <laughs> What's an iron pen? Prison. No. It's like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but they're talking about, they've realized that it's there's an invisible map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Mr. Matlock totally was the calligrapher, and he cannot offend the back of it. And Which I still don't understand what that means. He won't write on it, is what I thought it meant. But they did write on it. <laughs> Not the map, but there's writing on the back of it. But, I mean, that's a weird use of offend. I just don't. I don't get that part. Why didn't they just say, hey, check out the back of the uh, Declaration of Independence? Because they didn't talk like that. And then it was a riddle. They wanted you to figure it out. Yeah, that was pretty pointless. I could have said, okay, hey, now go here. It's more fun. You know what? Because they're fucking with you. <laughs> they don't want Like you when to we hid your birthday, uh, Christmas present. Yes, they're fucking with them because it's funny. Because they have this big treasure and only they know where it is. And they're going to leave obscure clues because mm-hmm. they like watching people run around. Also, if you had that much treasure, you saying, don't hide it. It also is the biggest treasure ever. 
So. You don't hide that. I'm saying I think because, they spent it. Because, hey, you're it. a brand new country. You're, the U.S. was broke forever. We don't know how much of that they actually used. It could have been so much bigger. Yeah, the U.S. And was broke what? for a while. If the U.S. was just like, we're going to pay for everything with this ancient Egyptian golden sarcophagus, <laughs> someone might be suspicious. <laughs> she, she might have a point there. Right, I'm going to give you that one. Oh, <laughs> Where'd you get that? We found like, it. We need 17 we ships. Might have to Do you take ancient Egyptian sarcophaguses? <laughs> we might Maybe? have to fake a gold. Where did you get those? We might have to fake a How about the a- scrolls from Alexandria's <laughs> yeah. library? You got a couple of them lying around? Perhaps we had to wait until we could fake a gold rush to California Ooh. and then smelt the stuff down and put it in rotation. Oh, shit. I just broke this, broke this conspiracy wide open. All right. So <laughs> we know like, that like the Declaration of Independence itself. was signed by at least nine Masons. Non-vegans. So they would have had access to the document, and it does make sense that they could have put it there, uh, according to the movie. You know. Um, so they need to see it. But Ben's like, well, this is it. We're never going to see it. Nobody's ever going to let us do chemical tests on the Declaration of yeah. Independence. And it's impossible to have access to it, so this is it. And Sean Bean has the quickest fucking turn ever. <laughs> like, he was a good guy a minute ago. Now he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to kill you guys and steal Look, it. he was never a good guy. He was always a bad they guy. They used to play poker together. Look, people... They were old chums. You don't know. <laughs> people don't dump hundreds of thousands of dollars into treasure hunting and not expect to get some fucking treasure. Yeah, they do. It happens all the time. <laughs> they expect there to be fucking What's that treasure? big giant hole in um in Canada that people keep dumping money into? I don't know what you're talking about because I don't watch as much History Channel. Are you talking about the one that's the multi-level thing that sinks? And it's got all the fucking traps in it. I think they finally got to the bottom of it and there wasn't anything in there. Well, good. (laughs) That's what they told you. Well, that's true. Whoa, hot Somebody, you sure somebody's not watching this? When did they they get to the bottom of that hole? hair to be off standing. (laughs) Aliens. (laughs) Tony, I got to know. When did they get to the bottom of that hole? Was it sometime around November of 2019? It was... was, When a man in China ate a bat? (laughs) It was probably like early 2000s, I think. See, but yeah, people do that stuff all the time because it's called an investment. Sometimes you get a good return on investment. Sometimes you get nothing. Sometimes you look for Bigfoot. Yeah. So anyway... Um, he's like Ben's like you're not gonna steal it and he's like yeah I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna borrow it he's like before you met me I had been known to do a crime or two (laughs) I'll take care of everything but I'd have been like alright look we're talking about the biggest treasure in history I think borrowing the Declaration of Independence is a logical leap. Because you know... Not not murdering my friend, but borrowing it. And, the, and they have sound logic here, because there's no way any of these assholes who run the government are going to be like, hey, you need to check this out because it could be a really good idea. Go ahead, have a look. No, they're never going to do that. Even if they did look, they wouldn't tell you what they found, because now they're treasure hunting. <laughs> wouldn't it be easier to buy off people in the museum? Maybe. Wouldn't it be like, hey, you do restorations Somebody in, in the, the museum. preservation room? Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you a makeup a number if you go and rub some lemon juice on this Which one. Which they might have done. Then, but now, I mean, well, I maybe Ian doesn't have that much Also, it would, it would make a lot less interesting of a movie if they did that. Because no one makes a movie interesting. Heist. You know what? I think bribery is interesting. <laughs> True. Yeah. It, is, it is Michael Bay, uh, or uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, Production, so yeah, right. heist is way, it was way more fun. So Ian's like, "Look, I'm just gonna kill you because now you're just gonna get in my way, and this is a problem." Um, so 
he has Shaw pull a gun on him, and Ben's like, but you're going to need me. You don't, you can't figure out these clues without me. And he's like, we'll figure something out. (laughs) (laughs) And Ben lights a flare and is like, what happens when this drops? You're standing in a bunch of gunpowder. We're all going to explode. And uh, he throws it to Shaw, trying to get Shaw to drop the gun, but it doesn't work because Ian catches it. And then his sleeve catches on fire and ends up on the ground anyway, and the ship is going to explode. So Ian and Shaw get out the way they came and lock the door. (laughs) And what's great is that Ben grabs Riley and is like, hey, I know where the smuggler hold is in the ship. The ship that was made in the 17, early 1800s. <laughs> I know exactly where the smuggler's hold is. Lucky he for is us. a historian from a family of They historians. don't put the smuggler's hold in the same spot, otherwise it's fucking useless. you got to move it around. <laughs> well, maybe before he... <laughs> also, you know what the smuggler's hold is? It's just a hole yeah. in wood. Yeah. <laughs> if this entire boat explodes, you just explode too. It doesn't yeah. go... It blows up except the smuggler's hold. Well, maybe well, he did a lot of research. Out. They got yeah. out. They had to figure out. out where the currents would take this ship. So maybe they did a lot of research on these fucking ships before they came and went looking for <laughs> the And he knew that Charlotte. if you jump in this, in this, in this hole, he that didn't they'd be know safe. That, that, that they would be safe, but be it's fairness. safer than where they yes. were. Better than just standing there going, ideas. I guess we're going to die. I'm going for the dynamite. I'm going to jump on it because it makes it quick. <laughs> You might get burned alive and, and suffer in fucking hours in agony over there. I'm going to go down the smuggler's hole, and when I live and find the treasure, I will make you a very also, nice memorial. It's, a, <laughs> it's like a 200-year-old ship. How hard could the wood be? Go out the fucking side. There is that. That might have worked. It's also frozen. Either way, you're going to freeze and to death. And fragile. It's yeah. frozen and surrounded by ice, so you might not be able to kick open a hole in an eight-foot wall. Well, I'll bus. tell you what. You go in the hole. I'm going through the side. We'll see who wins. And lucky well, for us, there is a town would, nine miles away. <laughs> because like, Ian and what? Shaw get in the vehicles and drive away. They're like, everybody run because it's going to explode. So that leaves Ben and Riley to walk nine miles to the, the closest town and then hop on a bush plane to try to start their journey back home. Are there boxes of bush? <laughs> no. Boxes of boxes, boxes of bush? <laughs> no. So then they they decide as they're walking that they have to try to prevent Ian from stealing the Declaration of Independence. They can't let him do it. So they go around to different agencies and they give them tips. They're like, hey, somebody's going to try to steal it. But every agency is like, hey... You're nuts. <laughs> Which I think you could prove that you were a cre- that this was a credible tip by saying I was partnering with this guy, which there's clearly a history of it, and I was treasure hunting and I suspect and I told him that I suspect this thing and well, then think- he tried to kill me <laughs> and now he's gonna steal this. And regardless of whether there's something on there or not, this dude tried to kill me over it, so maybe that's a credible yeah. threat. And that's what I was thinking. If they had said, look, it doesn't matter whether you believe me, he believed me, and he said he's going to try to steal it. When I said no, he pulled the gun on me and tried to kill me. I would think, especially if this gentleman has a, tr- a checkered um, past, if they ran the name Ian Howe, they would see that well, he clearly owns a mercenary do, company like Blackwater. They do later run the name, and it's fake. <laughs> but they also know Gates. Yeah, that's true. They said that they everyone knows his family's crazy. But they also know that his family is conspiracy theorists. And I still think that if you went there and said, you can think what you want about me, but this dude believes me and he's going to steal it. <laughs> I, convinced the, I convinced this dude that this was here 
And it was. And whether you think it's there or not, he thinks it is. I mean, and this dude is. I can prove that he's the person that I've worked with. <laughs> Did Bigfoot take it? <laughs> but anywho, anywho. So nobody believes them. They all think they're crazy. Um, ben says they need to find someone who's passionate enough to actually care. And they go to the archive, the National Archives, where the document is on display. And they talk to Abigail Chase. And she is a big history buff. The triglazer. She <laughs> <laughs> she has a collection of George Washington's campaign buttons. She's missing one, and he knows which one. Just by looking at it for like two seconds, like, oh, you missed the 1776 inauguration. <laughs> because his whole life is the history. <laughs> because, yeah, you the know, the Knights Templar, Freemasons, buttons, all good. This time period, he knows everything about it. He's researched it his whole life. Washington wow. was a Mason. <laughs> and he actually was. <sighs> but she's still like, uh, I think you're crazy. And she's like, can I see the pipe? And they are like, we don't have the pipe. She says, did Bigfoot take it? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, thank you for seeing us. <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave, and and Ben's like, we got to steal it. <laughs> we have to steal it. So he, because if he steals it, he's going to destroy it. He's going to run whatever chemical test he feels like, and there will be nothing left. But if we steal it, we can protect it. <laughs> so he's like, we have to do what's wrong because it's the right thing to do. And, and, and Bane has a mild British accent mm-hmm. in the movie, too. So maybe he wants to destroy the independent. You know, fuck that maybe. Part. He's definitely not American. And nobody on his crew. I see you want to see the declaration. So Riley's like, look, dude, we cannot steal it. It's got this fortification and these guards and these temperature sensors and all the, like, you can't steal it. And uh, he takes them to the Library of Congress and so we can show them the blueprints and show them the vault and show them all the stuff. You can't steal this document. And Ben's like, but <laughs> there's a preservation room. And if they put it in there with one in at the guard, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, look, they're having a gala this weekend, so security is going to be distracted. Sure, I got a gala. if we can make sure that it's in the preservation room for the gala, then I think we can steal it. So and then, you got to think, it. if they take this irreplaceable document off of display during this party, where there's going to be a lot of people who don't have clearance, per se... They're not just going to leave it willy-nilly in a room. I feel like they, they would put take... it in what's called a vault. <laughs> I feel like they would take all these documents off display when there's a party <laughs> happening, just in case something happened. Because if they switch out the documents, the reels for fakes, nobody's going to know. Pretty much. Because it's through all this fucking glass. It's not like you can touch it or smell it. Or, like, I like, mean... This smells like 1984. You can't be like, <laughs> this, this smell paper like... isn't thick enough. <laughs> like... They probably don't even put the real one on display at all. <laughs> I think they do. I think they don't. Whoa! I think they haven't for 15 years. 15 years? What 15. Happened? I think it lives in a vault. Wait till she finds And the only person Knox. who gets to go look at it is the President of the United States himself. Did you, did you ever see that thing on Fort Knox? Yeah. Like nobody's seen the gold in like yeah. 40 years. Like there's no gold yeah. in there. They guard it like there is, but there's no gold in there. It's crazy. The gold's been gone. Yeah. So. Know what the gold is though? New York? New York. <laughs> I don't know. I heard that there, there's a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that that gold from New York was stolen and is on the bottom of the Hudson. No. The money got away. 
No, did it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm. There was an explosion. How would anybody know? So, uh, Riley taps into the security feed and see our episode on Die Hard with a Vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great episode. How to use like a laser pointer to raise the temperature enough on the sensor to send it to the preservation room. And instead of just like being like, hey, what's wrong with the temperature? Yeah, I don't know. It's cool now. Why don't you swap out the sensor real quick? All right, done. Now let's take this priceless document, put it in a room, and no one look at it. Because yeah. <laughs> it seems like it would be a real simple fix. Hey, the temperature's not right. Well, she all said right. she wants full diagnostics and to replace all of the temperature set pressure. They should probably have that kind of shit on hand. My they guess is being, do. you know, when I was in the Navy, we didn't, you know, you had extra shit for everything. <laughs> for but that, if they did for it. For that reason. But if they did it right before dinner time like when everything's fucking closing people would stay after because that's maybe how that they works. wouldn't maybe they just put it in the vault because they have a fake that they put up there yes, because <laughs> shit goes wrong and they're like well, because this document's this not important at all <laughs> yes but we'll just put it, it, it in the special vault it also doesn't have the movie if they, if they guard that's it properly true. Yeah. we take it out of this and we put it in the special vault like they wouldn't leave it in that thing they would take it out of that thing and put it in the temporary storage vault or whatever temporary storage while they fix the sensors which probably wouldn't take that long. They have guys who are like, oh, well, you're not working. You're going home. But right? Bob was on vacation, and only Bob can switch them. And out. there's a big gala everybody has to go to. <laughs> Trust me, the guy that's swapping out the sensors is not invited know, to the gala. I, know. <laughs> I, don't I don't think there's any guarantee that they would do it right away. They would just put it on their checklist. And the Riddler stole the garbage truck. <laughs> but anyway. Um, well, he's working on that. Seen our government. There. It's not that efficient. Mm-hmm. Again, All about perception, dude. <laughs> getting the van ready. Ben studies and makes a fake security badge. And puts invisible ink on the campaign button that Abigail was missing from her collection so that <laughs> he, he might can be uh, basically follow her around and get her fingerprints and figure out what her passwords are and shit. A lot of this shit's amazing. <laughs> she just happens to go here. She just happens to do this. <laughs> the th- no, the thing that's amazing is not that the invisible ink, she would get it on her hands. Well, or that this is their plan. But... Doesn't ink fucking dry? Yeah. Like, if I color on a piece of paper with a pen and touch it, I don't know, three hours later, I don't <laughs> then transfer ink onto everything fucking else. It also doesn't help the movie. I think they would have had to have super timed it. Like, he dropped off that gift as, or like five minutes like, before no they way. tripped the sensor, so she would have to, because she had to go down there and approve it, so she had to put in her password here and put her thumbprint here, and then the ink dried... I think where they wanted. I think Tony nailed it. He may be Batman. (laughs) I think they could have got her fingerprints off the glass and checked that keypad for fingerprints as well without having to do invisible happy face ink. Yes, because everybody doesn't touch that keypad. Maybe she's the only one with access. But the 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 ink was most her and Bob and Bob is on vacation. (laughs) See earlier in the episode. All right. So anyway, her and Bob. Um, <laughs> Robert. The so then Robert Paulson, yeah. they, um, Riley's he's, watching he's in a club too. <laughs> on the security footage how they're taking it down there and she's coming down and they, the wheels have been put into motion. The wheels on the bus go round and round. And then we see that Ian's team is also pre- prepping to get in there, but they're going to be using explosives and guns. Yes. <laughs> it's a the, different method. So <laughs> Ian's guys, they ended up in the document room. But they wouldn't have known that it was there. Like they but, should have gone to where it was on display. 
I thought they were going to the vault because they had all those machines to break through shit. And I think they were just coming from down below during the gala because it was the easiest point of entry. Like, hey, we need to steal that document. Well, it's right there. Well, that's much easier. Just shoot that piece of shit. (laughs) But uh, that was just, I I got the impression that's just where they happened to come in because they came in from from outside. Just say, it's amazing. It is amazing. (laughs) It's the amazing. movie, why did they come in that way so that they a could run into Benjamin Franklin Gates? It's such a so, fucking clunky uh, name. Benjamin Franklin Gates? Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it the whole thing because it's clunky. So Ben gets disguised as a maintenance worker. He goes in the security or the employee entrance under his coveralls. There's a tux, but he did have tools because he was a maintenance worker that will help him get the declaration out and get her fingerprints off of the glass. <laughs> So he takes her a champagne flute, and she touches it, and then he takes it back because her date or whoever that dude is comes up with one for her, and he holds it all awkwardly while they toast to high treason because that's what the Declaration of Independence was. Well, the founding fathers, (laughs) they they were uh, treason, treasonish, just uh, a bit. And then he says, have a good night, and he leaves, and he gives his glass to the waiter, but he takes her glass, dumps it out, and goes into the bathroom so he can get her fingerprints off of it. And, and just like in every single TV show or movie, mm-hmm. it's the best super. fingerprints fucking ever. From, from <laughs> super glue in a baggie. Yeah, from super glue in a baggie. So uh, he uses her thumbprint to get on the elevator, and then they read the ink on the keypad to figure out her password is Valley Forge. And then he's in the preservation room. He's all by himself. And this looks like this is too easy. <laughs> yep. And he's starting to take the screws out. He's going to get the declaration out. And then Riley's security feed goes snowy. And he's like, I'm at, I got kicked out. Something's going on. You need to get the hell out of there. And so... He's like, well, then I'm going to have to get the document out in the elevator. And he takes the whole glass case. Which must have been heavy. Yeah. <laughs> inch, an inch thick glass yeah. on top of all that shit. You got to think that they would have, you know, just away out of necessity. They would have not used flimsy materials for this. They said it was bulletproof glass. And then it's like this like huge steel, metal frame yeah. where you have which, to Which was it. not aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Franklin Gates lifts weights. <laughs> <laughs> he may be Batman. Oh, man. <laughs> so this is where <sighs> you're leaning more this towards a, the Batman. <laughs> this is Gates Begins. I think Nicholas Cage would have made an excellent Bruce Wayne and Batman. <laughs> he was almost Superman. So as he's waiting for the Giant elevator, fucking spider. that's when Ian's team busts through the wall and they're like, um, hey, there it is. Hey. There, uh, first Check of all, Ben out. is alive. That's yeah, they amazing. thought he was dead. <laughs> Second of all, he's got the Declaration of Independence, and they start shooting at him. And uh, he gets on the Ella. He uses it as a shield because it's bulletproof. Which and was smart. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's like, oh, they're shooting at me. Well, I'm going to use this. <laughs> and he gets on the elevator, and while he's in the elevator, he finishes taking those screws out. And uh, rolls it up, and he's got the Declaration of Independence. And he leaves a big old empty case in the elevator. And nobody notices. <laughs> well, if you so put later. it... If put you, it on the side? If you put it to the side, right next to the door, they wouldn't necessarily notice right away. Unless somebody uses it. But you'd think they would notice people going in and out of an elevator. Especially well, when you have to have a thumbprint to get in. <laughs> so, uh... Let me see where. Because you would think that there would be some kind of staff member near the elevators to direct people to where the actual bathroom is, or right. They're back to the party. Get away from the you know priceless documents. 
You fuckers. <laughs> well, I'm sure that elevator goes to more places than just a preservation room. Probably mm-hmm. goes to the offices upstairs. They probably would have shut that floor off for the for the gala. Well, I'm sure they. Well, they probably maybe they can, maybe they can't. But or I'm sure they the would. Fucking guard out front. I'm sure they would have someone stationed in front of the elevator so that the guests wouldn't be trying to get into the offices upstairs. There's more than just a preservation room in this building. <laughs> what else is in there? Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, those oh, are in the sheesh. preservation room. That's where they keep the bodies. Area 51. Oh. So as he is trying to sneak out, basically, he ducks into the gift shop to avoid Abigail. And uh, then the gift shop lady's like, are you trying to steal a copy of the Declaration of Independence? He's like, absolutely not. I'm still Declaration of Independence. <laughs> so then he Clearly has everything. to buy one. And he doesn't have enough cash, so he has to use his credit card. Do you have a thought? Or you just want to take he it said he already bought breath? one, just in case. So why didn't he show her the receipt from the one he no, bought? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> when he bought one, when he bought the real one, under the guise of it being fake, mm-hmm. he bought a second one. He bought two. He, he paid 60, 70 bucks. No, he had bought a fake one previously. He already had a fake one with him before he stole the real one. That's he, not the impression I got. That's what he told Riley. <laughs> he told Riley. That he had already had a fake one. And then when the, because he had, the real one is the one the gift shop lady made him pay for. But he had already bought a fake one. He didn't buy two. He bought one, which was the real one. He already had a fake one. So he should have just pulled out the receipt and be like, bitch, I already paid for this. I was just coming back in to see if I wanted another one. <laughs> that would seem sketch to me. You have it underneath your coat and be like, no, I've, I've already bought it. Be like, you bought that six hours ago. You're <laughs> Why are you still walking that. around yeah. with it You're under st- your coat? Let's get security and work this out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he ends up having to buy one with his um, credit, card. credit card. So then he goes out the employee entrance, which is a little suspicious. <laughs> because Abigail is following him now. She saw him and she said she's like, Why is he going out over there? And then he's walking to the van and he's like, Start the van, Riley and Riley's like, That lady is behind you. And, and rather uh, than just hopping in the van and leaving, he's just fucking he around have in the done. back. He never should have spoken to her. He should have got right in the van. She's like, hey, you better go eat a dick and get in but the van and walk away. But she's pretty. She is pretty. And they want her to be She's fucking hell in Detroit. She's the most beautiful woman on the planet. Facing You're right. He's mesmer- mesmerized by her beauty. Well, Facts. Reincarnation. <laughs> that math checks oh, out. This movie's got it all. So that's, you know, the second movie in a row. She's fucked some dude over with her beauty. So right about now. Oh, it's starting to rain. I was like, what is that noise? Um, right it's about a big fat raindrop. Now, big old fat. A security guard has found where Ian and his dudes came in through like the boiler room. And they're like, something is going down. And uh, we see Ian and his dudes trying to get out. And then they realize the declaration is missing. And then they start sounding the alarms. And she's like, what do you have in your hand? And he's like, it's a souvenir. And then the alarm starts going off. And she's like, give me that. So he does. And <laughs> it's like, fine, fine, take And then she like starts that. screaming for security because he stole the declaration. And he's like, Riley, leave. And he's like, <laughs> no. And Ian's coming up like through a manhole up into his truck yeah. and he sees this and he's like, oh, I've got you now. And uh, then he sees her running away with it and just they just pick her up and put her in their big food truck. And <laughs> and they're just going to take her because she has the declaration and she won't give it to him. So and she's being really loud. So now there's a there's a, tr- a chase like conversion van chasing a food truck car chase situation. And it uh, 
ends up where every they're swerving so much and they're going through cones and shit that she and she can keep it in her hand. They can't get it from her because every time they go to get it from her, there's another swerve and they're all falling down. There's pans on the wall and all the shit. And then she gets the back door open, but then she's holding on to it and swinging wildly. Like you do. Apparently she did this stunt herself. Really? <laughs> yeah, she did all, most of her stunts, yeah. Um, and so she's holding the declaration with one hand and holding on with the other hand. But because the door keeps swinging, he's able to get it from her. And then Ben can get her into the van. And well, because he gets the declaration. And he's like, okay, then do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> now you can go ahead and kill her. So they're shooting at them, but she gets in the van and they are safe. But she's freaking out because what the fuck is going on? You're crazy. He's crazy. Everybody's crazy. And he has the Declaration of Independence. Goes, and Ben's like, are you all right? <laughs> like, are you okay? They got the directions. She's like, are you are hungry? He asks her if she's hungry. She goes, what? Okay, then. Are you all right? <laughs> and he's, he's like, they don't have the Declaration of Independence. That is a fake. They have a copy. <laughs> Which he should have just showed her it was a fake Declaration of Independence when they were standing in the middle of the road. It's a fucking souvenir, bitch. Look, it's regular paper. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. That would have that would have really took her out of the whole movie. <laughs> so uh, then, now she knows, but. She's like, what, you're just going to open it up and you're going to do chemical tests on it in the back of a van? And Riley's like, no, we have a clean room set up. We have everything. Why would you tell her? (laughs) She's like, you do? (laughs) And and Ben's like, yeah, but we can't go there. And they're like, what do you mean we can't go there? And he's like, I had to use my credit card. (laughs) They already know who I am and they're going to go to my house. Let's be honest, they're already there. Yeah. So they pull over and he's like, I need the letters. Well, they would have to link the suspicious guy in the gift shop to a fucking theft. Like, yes. it would take a little bit longer to... They don't have long enough, though, to go home and actually... That's true, but it, they wouldn't be there immediately. It would take them a little bit of time to question everybody and to figure out that the guy that Abigail was asking about is the guy in the gift shop. <laughs> They'd have to go through the whole guest list and find out... Like it, would and take it is some... amazing that the dude who took his tip happens to be there. <laughs> yeah. And can say, we did have a tip <laughs> that we didn't take seriously. Well, you know, if this was in real time, this movie would have been like, I don't know, 12 hours long. <laughs> a lot of this stuff that just happens, just happens for that reason. Otherwise, it would have took a whole lot of time. I'm just saying, it would take them a lot longer to find him than just immediately, even in movie time. Yeah, this is amazing. Everything, there's just a lot of amazing. There's all. It's always amazing because it's fiction because they're movies and they're pretend. <laughs> like when a guy can breathe underwater. All of them. Because he has gills. It's all pretend every time. And he pees Ooh. off the side of a boat. Ooh, Everybody cool. pees off the side of a boat. I don't feel so. <laughs> if you have to pee and you're on a boat, guess where you pee? Off the side. Oh, all this right. Facts. So Ben's like, we need the silence do good letters. And she's like, you have the silence do Did you steal those too? And he's like, I have scans of the original silence do good letters. And she's like, how did you even get that? And he's like, I know who has the cop, the originals. <laughs> and she's like, holy shit, Batman. Bitch, I got, I got six <laughs> generations of crazy motherfuckers in my family. <laughs> they have almost a treasure themselves. Oh, so uh, he's like, it's the key for the map and I need the letters. So Riley's like, you know where we got to go? And he's like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. So they go to his dad's house. <laughs> the wonderful John Boyd. <laughs> and by now, well, the FBI no. and... Ian's team not Brando <laughs> have figured out that 
uh, well, the FBI has found the scans at his apartment, and they're like, I don't know what these are, and why are they important? Meanwhile, Ian's figuring out that silence is a name, so now we're focused on the letters. So they go to his dad's house, and his dad's like, this better not be about that goddamn torture. No, first thing he says is, says, we're in trouble. Is she pregnant? Says, well, if she is, you're going to leave my, my future wife and grandson out in the cold? He's like, come in. Oh, but it better not be about the treasure. <laughs> but it definitely is about the treasure. Yeah. We need the silence two good letters. And he's like, I am not doing this. <laughs> this is a, you're ruining your life. This is a waste of time. This clue will lead to another clue. will lead to another clue. will lead to, for the rest of your life. You'll be chasing clues and just stop. And uh, he's like, you don't even know if there is a clue. And he's like, we can find out. So then they... They get some lemons and whatever else they need, and they, she's like, I'm going to do it because I am trained in how to preserve historical documents, so they I do it. I am trained in rubbing lemon juice on And the dad's like... Because you have to do it one way. Yeah. The dad's like, if you're trying to get invisible ink to show, you need heat. Put it in the oven. And they're like, we can't put it in the oven. So then she puts the lemon on, nothing shows up, and he's like, you need heat. And they... He's, they he's breathe like, on it, which is the it. biggest bunch of bullshit <laughs> in this movie. No, they, that, that's enough heat. They breathe on it together. together. Oh. It's a shared moment. Oh. Do you know why it works? Because the two of them have heat. Ooh, oh, it's nuclear. Friction. Although Sparse. I do nuclear. Although I do love the line where they're like, uh, Voight's like, that looks really old. What is that animal skin? And they're like, yeah. He goes, how old is it? He goes, that's 220. He's like, it's about 200 years. He goes, are you sure? sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> they don't want the dad to like, know yeah, yeah. what There's a date. Yeah. There's good banter in this movie. <laughs> that guy with, who gave the bad review. Like, there's good banter in this movie. <laughs> so then um, they, they see the whole thing, and it's a cipher, and they need well, she the says, letters She to says we can cipher. do the little corner, because if there is a map, there'll be a little cipher in the corner. So we don't have to put lemon juice all over the fucking most important document that the U.S. has. And she's <laughs> like, it's not going to be there. And then she rubs it on there. She's like, see? Wouldn't man. the Constitution be more important? Uh, the Bill of Rights? Bill of Rights. Does it fucking matter? We know what they say. I mean, for the- <laughs> if you destroy, wait. If you destroy the Bill of Rights, does that mean they don't count anymore? <laughs> no, because those are actually laws. Those but laws, I'm like those laws are written down. But here. like, to, if we accidentally caught it on fire, does that mean that we're, we belong no, we to Britain again? That. Yeah. <laughs> but like, they're just pieces of paper. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. We like we know what they say. I think yeah. next weekend Elaine's gonna go steal the Bill of Rights. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to spend a weekend in Washington D.C. Yeah, I don't. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, that's uh, <sighs> in the so. summer. The crowds, no thank. You. Uh. That and you know, there's there's civil I'll get COVID. You may get caught on fire. You probably will get the vote. The vote. It would be easier to steal with my mask because no <laughs> one would know who I was. There is that. But I mean, that's a little bit more than petty theft. Yeah, well, well, so, petty theft is up right now because people will keep walking into stores just walking out. So he's like, Dad, can we have the letters now? You see that I need the letters, and he's like, they're just going to lead to another clue. Also, I don't have the letters, <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean you don't have the letters? I donated them to the Franklin Institute. <laughs> is there a, is there an upper limit on that kind of shit? Like it's like, look, I stole this Ferrari. All right, well that's eight hundred thousand dollars. Well, I stole Declaration of Independence. So there's no price. You can't really put a price on it. So what are they? Declaration of Independence. Is there just a and above? <laughs> oh, what's the limit for it to be a thousand? Yeah, like it's grand larceny it's and then thousand dollars now. But I mean, but he's saying, what? is there a top? 
Is like, there like a? Is oh, there an amount where they say that's extra, even worse? That's it's no. double extra, secret extra, grand larceny. Extra dextra. No. <laughs> oh, okay. There's super duper larceny. Okay. That's it. There's, okay. There's not super duper. But here's the question: What's the dollar value of the Declaration of Independence? That's what I'm saying. I don't know how much does a piece of parchment from 200 years ago cost. <laughs> Three cents. Well, it's intrinsic. Three Ooh. cents. It's 200 years old. Yeah, it's vintage. It's a double antique. It's uh, super vintage. Also, just the signatures of all those people is yeah, worth something. Even if there was nothing else written on it, but where would you sell that? Signed by all those people would be worth something. I mean, which is you, worth, you say it's worth something, but you can't. On sell the that. black web, the dark web, the the black web yeah, for sale. Declaration, Declaration of, of Independence. independence. <laughs> Not <laughs> stolen. <laughs> Oh, they don't care. down. Oh, Lord. Because you My know what? My uncle, Andrew Jackson. Some, some rich asshole somewhere would buy it. Just so they would yeah. be the only one that could look at it. Elon some, Musk. Some oil sheik in fucking the Middle East would yeah. buy it. Or Elon Musk. Why would it be Elon? Elon Musk is a top shelf guy. He's building a film. Or uh, Bill Gates. He's building a factory okay. down in Texas. All right. So. Because he wants to support like, America. They're like, all right, we mm-hmm. got to go. And, and then the dad says something and he looks at the document and he's like, Holy like, this is the Declaration shit. of Independence, you fuckface. What did you do? You are going to prison for the rest of your life. You threw your life away for this fucking treasure that doesn't exist. <laughs> Would it be for the rest of your life? Because the lawyer's going to argue, all right, fine, he did it. It's grand larceny. It's his first offense. I really don't know. Um, anyway. I don't know. That seems so like a two-year. He's like, now if you've that. dragged me into it, too. And he's like, well, we can't have that. So they tie you him. You might be able to plead temporary insanity on that one, too. <laughs> you might make money off. Well, I think they changed the law on that. I was like, you might be able to get a book deal. You probably <laughs> I stole the Declaration of Independence. How I stole the Declaration of yeah. Independence. Yeah. How you can, too. And other governments' conspiracy <laughs> theories. And you know what? They're going to give me time to go write this book. We're yeah. not letting Carly talk at all. No, and this short format is not working. It's been an hour already. You guys cannot let me get through this movie. <laughs> you got to plow through that shit. Listener, I know you know. I've been trying. <laughs> There's just so much to talk about in this movie. It's an attention getter. So now they're going to Philadelphia. They stole the dad's car. The FBI finds him, and they're like, he didn't tell you anything else? He's like, uh, they tied me to a chair and stole my car. What do you think? Uh, we had conversation. I really like how they left him the drink. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's just mean, because what he's got to pee. Well, the FBI was there. They were going to let him out. They knew, he knew that. Well, at least they didn't get the garage door opener and the traction thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working at so, Riley goes to the Franklin Institute and pays a kid a dollar for every few letters that he can get for them from the cipher. And, uh... Ben and Abigail go shopping. <laughs> they have what is called a shared moment. So when this kid is almost done, he's leaving with the second to last letters. He runs into Ian and his crew who have figured out that they need to go find the silent stupid letters. So they're here for the same reason, but they don't know why because they don't have the cipher. They're just going to read them, I guess, and figure out if there's a clue. <laughs> Ian and his guys show up right at the exact same time as Ben and his guys a lot. Uh, they're amazing. Yeah. And they don't know why they're there. Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> amazing. They know, though, I think they know that Ben is going to be there at least some of the time. Like, we they're, need to be here. It's a good thing we get here every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, they get there just as he gets at the declaration. Just they're a bit the, of idiot savants when it comes to <laughs> treasure hunting. They figure out just enough to be in the right place. They're, an hour, <laughs> right they're always an hour behind, and it works out in their favor. <laughs> like, it's taken seven generations of gates to find this treasure. <laughs> but Ian For and one his one generation goons, of house. 
Yeah. Ian did it in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so Riley's waiting for the last four letters, and he reads it, and he's like, house of pass, and, and then a bus drives up with the Liberty Bell on it, and he realizes, Stowe, it's Liberty Bell. So he leaves, and the kid comes back out. And again, and Ian's in there with, he's like, didn't I just run into that kid when he was leaving five seconds ago? What the hell? So he follows him and the kid's looking around for Riley and Ian's like, I gotta go talk to this kid and figure out what the hell he's doing because he's acting weird. And so he gives him a hundred dollars to give him the last four. Which I would. (laughs) Yeah, the kid's like, he only gave me a (laughs) dollar. So the kid's looking at it. Is this real? Just as Ben is paying with $100 bills for their new clothes. And then they figure out that they need to go to Liberty Bell at a specific time. No, they have to go to the House of Pass and Stowe, which is where the Liberty Bell was. Yes. Great. So then Ben's Paul. like, hey, I know exactly how we're going to find out what time to be there. Give me one of those $100 bills because guess what? In the 1700s, when the $100 bill didn't look anything like that... <laughs> They were like, you know what? When they redo this, people have no idea what we're talking about. They're going to put the exact time on the back of a bill. They're never going to change and, our money. And never figure out why. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That's, that's called a plot hole. And we're just going to drive a fucking truck right through that some bitch. Because he's yeah. like, you're going to love this. <laughs> we're watching this for the first time going, but the money was different then. Yeah. As it was. That's also in the trivia. <laughs> But they figure out that it's at 2.22, but they're like, man, it's almost 3 o'clock. It's too late. Maybe Thomas Carroll wasn't the only one who still knew. (laughs) Just because he was the last signer of the Declaration of Independence didn't mean that he was the last one to know the secret of the treasure. Because obviously the Masons were still alive and well and passing down various information. So when the time came (laughs) to change the money... They They said, keep that the same. They knew that this would be important. That it was an important thing, even if they didn't know why it was important. Well, like Dr. Evil says, Mason how about lore. no? <laughs> it's important Mason lore. Oh, man. So then Riley's like, but we're not too late because daylight savings time didn't go into effect until World War One. So it's really, we have like a half an hour to get there. And we're the, two, not a half an hour and the two historians don't know that. But he does, so he's so excited. Well, like Elaine said, what's his name is just obsessed with this one time know, period. <laughs> yeah, this is World Maybe War One. Maybe he doesn't yeah. know much about World War One. Maybe, Maybe <laughs> he doesn't know there was a every World War One. tiny thing about the Revolutionary War <laughs> Fair and the founding of the country. But by World War One, he lost interest. But <laughs> maybe that specialized. Some shits you just gotta let go. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Your brain can't memorize every fact, oh. although John's does try. <laughs> So they make it to the top of Independence Hall at like 2.21. And Ian has figured out they need to go to the Liberty Bell. So he goes to the Liberty Bell, where it is, where you go on the little tour and you see it. And he hears the tour guide talk about how they had to move it from Independence Hall. And he's like, I'm in the wrong fucking place. I should be where it originally was. And we see that Ben... And Abigail and Riley see where the shadow casts. And he's like, I'm going to go down there. You guys meet me in the signing room. So he goes down there and he wedges the brick out with his pocket knife. The cross on the, <laughs> the, cross on the steeple makes an X on the wall from the shadow of the sun. Because X marks the spot is straight yeah. in Hunting 101. But I will say, I don't remember. I went to the Liberty Bell. Did you, get Did you check the brick? No. Oh. I, I didn't go to Independence Hall. I went to the Liberty Bell. But I think we had to go through metal detectors. We weren't tearing a pocket knife in there. <laughs> 
But they also weren't outside tour, on the roof. Yeah. I didn't been, tour Independence Hall. I've never been in there. We've been in Independence Hall, and mm. we went to the Liberty Bell, and I can't remember if there was uh, metal detectors or not. I don't think so, but also where he did this was on the fucking roof. Yeah, that's true, but he would have had he to just get pulled a pocket his knife, knife in the pocket. building. Mm-hmm. But I yes. don't think there was. I don't think there was metal detectors, because what are you really going to steal? All the stuff that's in there is really... It's, Heavy. Ooh, it's like historic... <laughs> But it's not worth anything. It's like the Declaration of Independence. Does it really have a monetary value? No. It has emotional value. Mm. Yeah, no one's like, this is a pen from 1842. Like, yeah, that's not worth anything now. (laughs) So he wedges the brick out, and he's like, there's nothing there. And then he realizes in the brick is these fancy glasses. No, no, it's an ocular device. An ocular device. Okay. Just the douchiest thing said in this movie. So it's an ocular device. He wedges the brick back in, and he's gone. By the time Ian and his goons make it up to the top, and they don't see anything, and the shadow's not in the right place, and and they don't know that they're looking for a shadow either. How did he get off the roof? He flew. (laughs) He's back. We're going. Yeah. We're go- there's more Here's and more the evidence. He didn't go the same way he came where he would have run into Eon. Well, the evidence is, keeps driving us to the fact that he's Batman. <laughs> I mean, I think he might be. Oh. Everybody would be cool So if this was he goes team. to the signing room. <laughs> or did he room. use his powers as Spider-Man Noir? He goes to the signing room, and they're going to look at it right here, right now, which I was like, oh, not what I would do. But <laughs> I would right? go back to I my hotel. I said the same thing. I was like, can we find a fucking private <laughs> yeah. spot where we yank out the Declaration of Independence? Yeah. <laughs> where there's tours every few minutes? Yeah. This yeah. is a Because I've been just... in that room. That room we've been in, and there's tours pretty steadily. Oh, my God. If you saw somebody take out a Declaration of Independence in there, you would just think they were taking a picture of themselves with a, fit, with a souvenir. Well, that's true. You would. You would. But Ben's also like, true, but the still. last time this document was in this room was when it was signed. And they're like, okay, but we got to fucking hurry. So turn it over. <laughs> still, that, that, see, that is a kind of cool thing, though. And he puts on the ocular device. <laughs> and he doesn't play with the lenses. No. You he are, just looks you're playing with the lenses. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet if I put this one up, this yeah. one is. There's 17 lenses there. You're going to look through them all. Yes. Yeah. You're going to bloop. And then you're going to look at other people just to make sure they're not alien devices. Like, I see your bones, dude. Like, wow, these are the glasses from They Live. You're an alien. (laughs) I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. All out of bubblegum. So all he sees it say is here at the wall. And there's two E's in here and two E's in wall. And it's spelled all funky. But he doesn't see anything else because he doesn't play with the lenses. And then they realize that Ian's goons are outside. And they're like, how the fuck did he find us? <laughs> like, he just knows you're around the Liberty Bell somewhere, so he's just got people all over the place. This is when they should check their shoes to see if he hit a track. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. well, we don't want him to get the glasses or the declaration, but we certainly don't want him to get both, so we got to split up. So Ben takes the empty document case that goes over his shoulder, and the glasses nope. are, like, in and his the pocket. the ocular device. The ocular device is in his pocket. <laughs> And they take the declaration in like a different protective tube. case, like a plastic one. Yeah. There's a case within a case. Yeah. yeah, he takes the outer case. They take the inner case. Yeah, and he leaves, and then they they see him, so they're gonna chase him, and then they try to sneak out a different way. Doesn't work. They see them too. So <laughs> now there's a chase of separate chases for each of them. Ben gets chased through a graveyard. They're shooting at him through the graveyard. <laughs> And he ends up on a roof, and the dude's like, come on, just give it to me. And he's like, fine. So he throws no, it. he goes, okay, Phil. That guy's name is Phil. Fuck <laughs> it's, not, it's not Phil. Elaine is like, that's not Phil. His name isn't Phil. <laughs> it don't look like any Phil I ever met. Oh, man. 
So he's like, fine. And he throws it, but he intentionally throws it off so the dude will have to go for it. And that gives him time to run away because he knows that it's empty. But he also knows he has the glasses. And don't want to he's like, that. fuck you, Phil. So Abigail and Riley, though, get chased down and they end up in Reading Terminal Market, which is probably a very good place to hide. That place is bananas crowded. <laughs> and she climbs behind a booth and the lady's like, um, you cannot be here. And she's like, I'm hiding from my ex-husband. And the lady's like, that dude? All right. <laughs> I've been to that market. It is nice. Yeah. And it's crowded as fuck. <laughs> it's crowded as fuck. Good cheesesteaks. It wasn't the prince. No. <laughs> so, uh, that I would have just stayed there for a while, but they don't. <laughs> got a time. This movie's on a set time. Yeah. Table. So they leave, and of course they're seen running away from Reading Terminal Market, and they're running toward um, City Hall. And I'm like, man, I have been to Philadelphia more than once, and I we usually stay near City Hall so we can walk there. But we usually, like when we went to Liberty Bell, we took an Uber. <laughs> it's not that far, but they're running. <laughs> At least 15 blocks. <laughs> so anyway, they... Um, Would have been better if they ran up the Rocky Stars. <laughs> Which is nowhere near there. No, no. nowhere near there. <laughs> so they're running. They get to City Hall, but the dudes have said they're running towards City Hall. So Ian is over there. And he's like, all right, I got this. <laughs> and she ends up like tripping over a biker and falling. And the declaration ends up in the street. She tries to get it. And then like a Mack truck is there and uh and so riley pulls her out of the way and ian picks up the declaration see that'd been cool if they had the ocular device at the rocky statue no (laughs) that's america why rocky doesn't wear glasses it makes no sense yes he does so they call ben and they're like he got the declaration and ben's like all right meet me at the car and so they're all going to go to the car but the fbi has discovered the car and they are waiting Ben gets arrested, and the other two round the corner, and then they turn back around. <laughs> but you think they would have already ditched this car and been using taxis? <laughs> Should have been, meet me at the hotel. At the hotel? Motel? Because <laughs> they could have used Abigail Chase's ID to check into the hotel, because nobody's looking for her. Or they might, Riley. They, they know about her. Maybe. Because... She had a meeting with them, and she disappeared at the same time they did. She didn't even need to disappear. All She had her cell phone. When they would have called her, she would have been like, oh, I'm in the tub. I can't come back. <laughs> Somebody stole the declaration. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> She's telling her Troy Man will believe anything. <laughs> She's the most beautiful woman on the planet. She's in the tub. She's oh, so anyway. She had nipples or something? Yes. Apparently. Uh, Riley and Abigail go to like a park so they can figure out what to do next and they're like we're, we're gonna have to call Ian and uh, she's like can you get in contact with him and he's like yeah but I don't want to that's like, because shot at me more than once <laughs> like, let's be honest Ian's probably listening to us right now yeah <laughs> Ben is questioned by the FBI guy, and he's like, look, you're going to prison whether you help us or not, but if you help us, then you can feel a little bit better about it. <laughs> it's like you're going to go to go to prison for a very long time. It's like, really? Ground no, me? I stole the Declaration of Independence. Thank I mean, they're you. probably going to try to give him the max. Now, I'm wondering, though, I'm wondering, would they try to call it, like, treason? 
instead of Larson. No. <laughs> he didn't try to destroy the government. Yeah. He stole a piece of paper. Yeah. They may try to they be like, oh, he was some... treason. It's like, really, what was the treasonous act? He stole a piece of paper. They're, they may have some way to file it as something else. <laughs> they count it as like a, a government something or other. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not it's like... The, maybe it's it the government MacGuffin. But it's, it's not like... This is post 9-11. <laughs> but he didn't injure or hurt anybody. <laughs> and it's not like he stole government secrets because everybody knows what it says. Well, not ev- most that. people don't know what it says, but <laughs> anybody can read it if they want to. <sighs> Did you see that person tweeted the, what was it? He tweeted the Declaration of Independence, and people are like, you can't say shit like that. You fucking liberal. Like, somebody just, just what was it? It was, um, it was like NPR or something. They just tweeted it line by line <laughs> and on the 4th of July or something. And then pe- like people just w- lost their minds about wow. what the fuck they were saying and how they were just these horrible liberal assholes and <laughs> communists and all this shit. And it's the Declaration of <laughs> It's like when Stephen King said uh, that this, all the shit that's going on reminds him of The Stand. And people were like, well, how would you know? So I wrote it. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Because it came from my mind's eye. <laughs> oh. oh. So. Another thing, Vonnegut. I'm going to stop payment on the check. <laughs> Flunk me. So while the dude's asking him questions, he's fiddling with the glasses. And that's when Ben realizes that he didn't turn the lenses. So he didn't read everything. Because the one time that he wasn't super smart yeah. was the one time he needed to be super smart. You're going to have to start cutting stuff out, Carly, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, his phone rings. It's Ian. Ian's like, meet me at the USS Intrepid tomorrow at 10 a.m. And if the FBI doesn't want a box of confetti instead of the declaration, then they, you will come alone. So they go. Why do people say that? But that the FBI, happens. of course, is all over the fucking place. They're in a chopper. They got a bunch of people in plain clothes. You should just take a fake and send it to the FBI. A <laughs> <laughs> pretend declaration like of independence. Like a good confetti. forgery. Yeah. <laughs> but change a couple words. <laughs> So they stop following you. Look, I'm confetti. It's gone now, bitches. So it's just about 10 o'clock. Another chopper pulls in, and they're like, what is that chopper doing here? And they are just causing a distraction. And then one of Ian's dudes causes a feedback problem in the mic, and then another one of them tells him, you're going to do this if you want to get out of here. So then everything disappears. Everything's calm again, and and Ben's like, look... I'm on your side, FBI dude, but I found door number three where I don't go to jail and I'm taking it. And he jumps off the side into the Hudson River. I wouldn't jump. Which earlier they said he was a diver and they do that, so it's not like a big deal. I wouldn't have jumped in that water. (laughs) It is funny that in the helicopter he's like, do you have a visual? And she's like, it's the Hudson. (laughs) You don't see shit. He's like, he could be on the surface. We don't (laughs) That water's disgusting. But Ian has a dude underwater waiting for him and they have this thing that takes them to New Jersey, so like, what's that smell? It's New Jersey, <laughs> the Hudson. So yeah, Hudson's uh, pretty nasty. Mm. So they give him some clothes, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna get in the car." And he's like, "Where's Abigail and Riley? What's going on?" And they're like, "Ask your girlfriend. She's calling the shots." So uh, she calls when they're in the car, and she's like, "Look, they're gonna meet. You. They're gonna. You're meeting him at the corner of Broadway and Wall Street." And she's, he's like, "You figured out the clue?" And she's like, "Of course we figured out the clue." <laughs> And we're in a coffee shop right across the street. It's a cyber cafe, and he's tracking you. We'll call the FBI if they take a wrong turn. But they don't, because they want the fucking treasure. (laughs) 
So they are out front on the street corner, and he's like, I told you I'd give you the declaration and the pipe. If you told me where the treasure was, tell me where it is. He's like, it's right here. Here at the wall, the corner of Broadway and Wall Street. And he's like, but there's no fucking treasure here. And he's like, I told you this is where the treasure is. So he's like, all right, you don't, you think you have all the cards, but you don't because we kidnapped your dad. So, uh. He's like, shit. So now they go into the church because he saw some symbols outside of the church. So they go into the church and then they put on the glasses and they look at the map and they see all the different stuff it says. It also says beneath Parkington Lane. And so they're like, okay, where the fuck is that? Like, that's not a street that we know of. So then they figure out they need to go under the church and there's like a catacombs thing under the church and there is a tomb of Parkington Lane. So they... Bust through the wall. <laughs> I mean, without even thinking about it, they're like, all right, well, yeah. you know, hopefully there's no symbols or fucking <laughs> ocular no, devices. Because Ben is looking at it, and the one of the head goons just takes a sledgehammer yeah. to it. Yeah, that goon is Oleg Toktarov. He went, <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he was a US fighter, man. Yeah. Oleg Toktarov from Russia. Mm-hmm. Oh. The, Ru- the Russian bear. <laughs> we used to talk about him all the time back when we were all in here. Everybody loved Oleg Toktarov, and no one knows why. Because yeah. he wasn't He's that a great of a fighter. But is it everybody name, liked Oleg Taktarov. Is it cut? Is it because his name is fun to say? Might well, be. that and because he just had no personality at all. He'd be like, "I'm going to win because I'm Oleg Taktarov from Russia," and then he gets his face punched in and be like, "What'd you think? I'm Oleg Taktarov from Russia." Uh, like, okay, that's so it. we didn't speak a lot of English. No, then. I don't know. All right, they didn't so speak so English. They no follow this English. path, and it leads them to a very rickety staircase, and then there's an <laughs> elevator system with the dumb waiter. John says so. He's like, what is that? He goes, it's a chandelier. And he lights it. And John goes, how do they turn it off? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, same thing with the treasure room, do, by the do way. Do they all have to surround that chandelier and go, <gasps> as hard as they can? If they all blow on it, then it'll heat up. Oh, man. So anyway, they Shaw dies because he goes through the rickety-ass platform. Yeah. And they all end up on the elevator and they take it down. 200-year-old wood. And they go into a room and it's empty. And they're like, this is the treasure room. There's no fucking treasure. And he's like, I I don't know. And He's like, I've never been here before. Yeah. There was a single lantern that his dad lit. And uh, they're like, there has to be another clue. And so they get back on the elevator and they're going to leave them down there. Um, and they and Ian and this dude are like, we don't need you. There's no fucking treasure. Tell us what the clue is, though. And he or we'll kill you because they got guns on him now. And his dad is like, it's the lantern. The lantern is the clue. And he's like, Dad, don't tell him that. But he's like, we have to make it so we stay alive. The lantern's the clue. It's a single lantern. He tells him all about Boston and Paul Revere. What if by land, two if by sea? Which is all phony because Israel Bizzle. <laughs> And it's a lie, but it gets them to leave, and they're going to go to Boston. And they're going to be looking for a lantern. And, then, and Roger's like, now we're down, you're stuck down here. And, and Ben's like, oh, I thought they'd never leave. Come on, Dad. And <laughs> Abigail's like, but that's not true. Two by sea, they came by sea. They didn't come by land. There's not one lantern, there's two lanterns. And they're like, we know, we were fucking lying. We were hoping the British guy wasn't on American history. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so they go in, and they're looking around. They see the all-seeing eye. Through the all-seeing eye, they figure out that they can like push a button and move the wall in the treasure room. Them into another because they knew the first thing that anybody would do when they dig a tunnel like that was dig another way out in case there was a collapse. You have to have another way out. So he's like, "There's got to be another way out of here." And where is that? Through the treasure room. (laughs) (laughs) Hits a button, and he's like, 
This room's empty too. <laughs> Shit. And now he seems really disappointed. <laughs> and, but his dad is thrilled. His dad is like, no, this is real. You found the real treasure room and you proved me wrong. I thought you guys were all crazy. I don't but know. When they found the thing on the secret back of Declaration of Independence, I'd start to believe then. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But his dad kept saying, they're just trying to keep you busy by clue after clue after clue, and it's not ever going to lead you anywhere. But when now you, his dad's like, it did lead you somewhere, when and this used, was a treasure room. When you used elf magic to put the map on the back of the Declaration of <laughs> The funny thing is, is that the dad was like, it's just a clue that'll lead you to another clue. But they never even solved, this is the first time anybody even solved the first clue. So why do you think that there's more clues? <laughs> Nobody found the Charlotte before. You were all investigating Charlottes, but you never found the right clue. It's a movie. I'm just saying. It's bullshit stuff. So they decide, though, we're just going to keep looking for it because there was a real treasure. It's not here anymore. It could have been moved before Mr. Carroll gave the clue. Uh, but there is a treasure somewhere. And But Riley's like, look, we're still trapped in here. We can't go looking for a treasure because we're going to die. And they're like, no, there is an exit. The Masons would have built an exit. So then he's they're both looking they're all looking around and he sees a hole that looks like the pipe. <laughs> and he's like, it can't be that simple. The secret is lies with Charlotte. So he puts he takes the pipe apart, he puts it in, he pushes the button and spins it and abracadabra alakazam, it's the treasure room. Alakazam. <laughs> and it's a hell of a treasure room. Yeah, it's the biggest treasure room ever. Why are there foo dogs in this treasure? Here we go. Elaine's real upset about this. <laughs> Look, this treasure, like, it came from the Templars. They found it in the Middle East. Why would there be Chinese treasure? The Mongols. I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense. The Mongols were involved somehow. The somewhere. Mongols did not ever loot China. They put a big ass wall. <laughs> they said no looting. How do you know what the Mongols were doing? They, they I know there. what the Chinese were doing because there's a big-ass wall. Yeah, but they put the wall up to keep the Tao Te out. <laughs> That's what I heard. Hey, 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 don't bring facts into this. It's <laughs> a fictitious movie. I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So they explore the treasure for a while, and then they leave the treasure room right next to where they came in by Parkington Lane's tomb. And they ask the dude who has found the damage that they left he, on the floor. Like, he busts out of a sealed-up tomb that, cause, you know, conservatively, he's been sealed up for, like, 100 years. Mm -hmm. And he busts out, and he's 200 coughing. 200 years, probably. Whatever, and he's coughing. He's like, can I borrow your cell phone? And the guy's like, <laughs> Which, I think I'd, I'd poop a little. Yeah. <laughs> they, they call the FBI dude. Who turns out to be a mason, and he believes in this treasure and this whole thing. He was also a marine. Did you notice and, his tie? Uh, mm. And he's like, he's so you're just going to give me the declaration. I still have to send you to jail. And he's like, how about if I bribe you with $10 billion worth of treasure? <laughs> and uh, like, somebody has to go to jail. He's like, well, I got a guy. And he tells him. like, oh, you need a fall guy. No problem. Hey, they look, sent Ian. he did break into the National Archives. He did not steal the Declaration of he Independence. He did break into the National Archives, though. Okay, so. He, I'm sorry, that's still a break-in. Uh -huh. That's a crime. He didn't burgle. But it is a crime. He broke in. But you cannot have him charged with stealing Declaration of Independence. He didn't fucking no. steal it. You, you can. He did have in his, at <laughs> one time. He did have the Declaration of Independence, though, clearly. And they know it because well, he calls him. Says, uh -huh. If the FBI wants it back, you know what? they have to I, let I feel a go. hashtag in his future. Ian didn't commit suicide. <laughs> well, what it is is he. Well, they he they charge him with all this shit. He's rich as fuck, and he just gets his lawyers to eat it all up. 
and he's kicked. He's Nobody either kicked cares. out of the country if he's a, they if got he's to arrest somebody. That doesn't mean they have to convict somebody mm. because nobody fucking cares. They have to do it to, about because convictions. If you said somebody stole the Declaration of Independence, if this was a news story, I'd be like, really? <laughs> but that's fucking weird. Well, but like, why would anybody want that? But and then go about my day and never pay any attention. But the thing was, unless you, the, you would think there's a treasure map on the back. The only way the news would even really give a shit about that is if they were trying to cover up something else. I like how Elaine said you need to hurry up, but it keeps going off on tangents. <laughs> well, no, she needed to sum up because we're going to talk about more shit. But it well, was almost over. <laughs> I think I think the point is you can't say. Hey, somebody broke into the blah, blah, blah and stole the Declaration of Independence, and they're still at large. You have to say, some asshole broke in there, stole the Declaration of Independence, got outside, we nabbed him, and we brought it back. It won't ever happen again. Here's the guy's face all over fucking thing, <laughs> and he's going to jail forever, and then he gets out, all you and have nobody to cares. Do because is say he case. broke into the National Archives and tried to steal the Declaration of Independence, because nobody well, even knows the Declaration of Independence was true. even missing, they except for the fucking FBI. And the people that work there, maybe the people that were at the party, some of them might have seen some of that. Maybe. All right, moving on. Let's go back to what actually so, happened. Let's stop theorizing. So Ian gets arrested... Ben buys a historical estate, and he and Abigail are a couple now, and Riley is upset that they didn't take more of the finder's fee and drives to away 1%. in his Ferrari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which we got all, which we all, as everyone I'm sure does, we got all wrapped up in the whole, well, how much did they get stuff? When he says it's $10 billion, but we don't know what the fuck it was worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but we assume they would he get. It was still a huge amount of money. Yeah. It's more gold than Fort Knox. percent of $10 billion was $100 million. Yeah. <laughs> Which, after taxes, they probably got. And know. what I want to know is why in the sequel, when Ben and Abigail broke up, is she getting half of his shit? We don't know if they were married or not. We have to, in order to find that out, we'd have to watch the sequel, John. Well, she got a cut too, right? Yeah. No, just him and Riley. Really? Riley got 50%. She just didn't get in trouble and can go back to work on Monday like nothing oh, ever wow. But the credit <laughs> for the fine goes to the entire Gates family and Riley. She wasn't even going to be mentioned. She wasn't listed. Which would probably save her job because if she was listed, they'd be like, so how'd you do it? Oh, we stole the declaration of independence. Yeah, but if she Isn't gets... is your job to safeguard that thing? But if she yes, gets to cut the money, keep my, kiss my fucking ass well, about the job. Well, if she's screwing the dude who got half the money, right, then... Right, right. <laughs> I think they do get married and they get divorced, but in order to find that out, we'd have to watch the second movie, which oh, we could shit. do at any time. Tony but wanted to today, but we did I don't not have remember time. It. I asked John if he wanted to turn it on when we tur- when we finished it this morning. Like, can we finish this? <laughs> All right, so that's it. It's over. They're rich and happy, and next time they find a treasure, Riley gets to pick what the finder's fee was. The end. But he doesn't. I don't. I haven't seen it. I can't remember. (laughs) I think that treasure gets destroyed when the Mount Rushmore collapsed. Nope. La la la. All right. What did you think, John? Oh, hey, happy birthday to me. (laughs) Happy birthday. Okay. Um, my favorite character is I'm going to have to say that it was Riley mm-hmm. because he was the only one like he was still a smart guy but didn't know everything in amazing timing <laughs> um, my least favorite character Abigail mm-hmm. because she was kind of useless <laughs> and kind of wishy-washy uh-huh. and there may be some residual Troy feelings there might be some residual <laughs> Troy feelings no, no one really lost me for her. Like, the whole time she was just kind of there. Then at the end, like, he just grabs her and kisses her, and she's like, cool. It's like, <laughs> all right. High-pressure situations. Sure. We learned that in speed. My favorite... <laughs> <laughs> 
right. derailed. Yeah, that is true. I totally that derailed. Is true. She's got a point there. That is true. We should watch Speed. We should watch Speed. My favorite right. scene is where they find the treasure and Riley's like, look, it's a green, blue dude. And he's like hugging it because he's like, oh, there's stairs. But mm-hmm. there's a payoff, so there's a big treasure room. So, yeah, that's, you know, the payoff. So there you go. My favorite line is, um, I forgot it. So we'll get back to that. <laughs> what was my favorite line? Oh, it was like, he tied me to a chair. <laughs> when they're at their they're, uh, FBI grilling John Voight, he's like, they tied me to a chair. <laughs> my favorite tertiary object is 2004 Yahoo. Yahoo. It says the good guys use Google and the bad guys use Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw it, I was like, oh, that's my favorite tertiary object. Because mm-hmm. in 2004, I like to use Yahoo. Mm-hmm. And I will yay this movie. It's, it was fun. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. I enjoy a heist movie. Because they're thinkers, you see. They don't just fucking poison <laughs> a boss and then fucking tie him to a roof for three months. <laughs> All right. Elaine, what do you think? Uh, my favorite character is Benjamin Franklin Gates. My least favorite... Character What's his is full name again? Benjamin Franklin Gates. No, Benjamin Franklin Gates. <laughs> DFG. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite character is Sadusky. That's uh, Harvey Keitel. Thanks. I just think that what is the point of having such a, gro- a good actor in that role if they're not even going to use him? Like, because they wanted a big name actor for that one role. And they, it's just dumb. It only, it only took three days for the shooters his scenes. I don't know. I just I didn't need that character. I really feel like the FBI didn't need to be involved. It could have just been a play between Ben and um, Ian the whole time. They always do that. I know. They cluttering the plot line. Uh, my favorite scene is to finding the treasure. So from when they show get to the church to when they find the treasure. Mm. Um, my favorite line is when Riley and Ben are in the Nash or in the archives, and Ben goes to preservation room. Enjoy. Go ahead. Do you know what the preserva- preservation room is for? And Riley goes, "Delicious jams and jelly." <laughs> <laughs> which is a good line. And my favorite tertiary object is, I'm sure, something nobody else noticed. But in the scene where they're um, splitting up uh, and exiting uh, Independence Hall, mm-hmm. there is an extra dressed as Where's Waldo. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it cracks me up. So that's my favorite tertiary object. Um, this is a good, enjoyable movie, and I am happy to watch it anytime. I give it a yay. All right. What do you think, Tony? Number two. All right. Tony likes this movie. I know he does. You just said you wanted to watch the sequel. It's not a fucking... (laughs) Way to ruin the tension, guys. (laughs) Anyway, this stupid fucking movie. (laughs) Benjamin Franklin Gates is my favorite character. Least favorite is Hal. Um, Not Sean Bean. You can't have... No. Try Gordy Hal? No. Rebecca Hal from Cheers. Ooh. (laughs) Favorite scene? She's a little whiny. (laughs) Not as whiny as Helena Troy. <laughs> My favorite scene is when they're at dad, their dad's house and they're playing with the Declaration of Independence and he's talking to him about it and he doesn't get that it's the Declaration. Mm-hmm. But that's my favorite. Favorite line is, whoops, just dropped it. Penn Whoop. Gates, standing in front of the Declaration of Independence, 180 years of searching and I'm three feet away. Of all the words written here about freedom, there's a line here that at the heart of all others, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariable the same object in vices a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for the future security. Ben says, people don't talk like that anymore. Riley goes, beautiful, huh? I have no idea what you said. <laughs> ben Gates said, "If means if there's something, some, if something is wrong, then those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action. I thought that was cool. 
Favorite tertiary object is the 200-year-old torches that still work. <laughs> yeah, those work. Because that's pretty amazing. That's amazing. And, of course, I'll yay this movie, even though everybody ruined it. Great. <laughs> People on the edge of their seat at home. Ben's like, oh, my God. Where are they? Audra was, you know, like tingling from the tips of her fingers. Like, like give it to me, give it to me. She's I got to like, know, I got to know. Everybody be quiet. I don't know if Tony liked this movie. <laughs> Audra, I don't uh. think that's true. <laughs> My favorite character is Ben. My least favorite character is Shaw. Because I liked Ian. But Shaw was always just like, shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> um, my favorite scene was the theft of the declaration. And my favorite tertiary object was... I, I wanted to pick the pipe, but I know it's not really a tertiary object. So I was writing Terminal Market because I like writing Terminal yeah. Market. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the pipe's kind of essential. And my favorite line is when she thanks him for the button and she says, you know, I really couldn't accept something like that normally, but I really want it. <laughs> I appreciate her honesty. <laughs> and I'll also yay I hope so. You picked it. Yeah. Matt <laughs> picked it for you, not for me. She, she's like, I get it, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. You can email Unmovie Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think and what movie you pick for John's birthday. And uh, tune in next week. On the podcast. For Elaine's pick for John's birthday. All right, I was going to pick the Thomas Crown Affair, but I just cannot get... I can't. I'd have can't to do... can do any more heists? I'd have to Dracula rules it in. I'm okay with it. So instead, I'm going to go with a movie that almost doesn't qualify at all, but by one metric, I can squeak it in. I'm going to go with Under Siege. Nice. Little Steve Miller-Man. Yeah. <laughs> you told me to pick any song I wanted, and I said Abracadabra, and it put it in my head. <laughs> I really want this album. Actually, I should. I know, maybe, I know, yeah. <laughs> maybe I should put that on my Amazon list. There you go. So, oh, Under Siege, who's in that? Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Tommy Lee Jones. And Miss July 89. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Busey. Yep, Gary Busey too. Miss July 89, Gary Busey. He What's comes the, out of the cake. Okay. What's the name of that chick? That's in the second one. Um, 